This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. How are you? How in the world are you doing? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I just want to start by giving a shout out to my husband, who probably won't even listen to this. He does not listen to the podcast, to my knowledge. But I wanted to just acknowledge two things that he's participated in recently that I know he really didn't want to do, but did it because it's a request that I had made of him. So the funny thing is one of them, which happened this week, we took family photos. We usually take a photo every year for Christmas cards and I can remember at the beginning of our marriage, once we had kids, how hard it felt to convince him that this was something that we needed to do. So I don't know where I got the idea that I wanted to do it, but I'm that type of mom, wife, woman, whatever. And I like those things. I just, I really like them. And it makes me happy to take family photos. It makes me happy to send Christmas cards. And it was just something he was not accustomed to doing at all. And he just really didn't see a point for us to do it as a family. Like maybe just the kids, but he didn't really see the point in us doing it as a family. And so year after year, you know, we'd get to the point where it was like time to do this. And it was just such a pain in the butt for me to have this debate with him, to know that he didn't really want to do it. And the kids were a disaster. I mean, our kids are young, so you can imagine trying to have toddlers, infants sit for anything is not easy. And so this year we went and I think we're both finding our groove, right? Like he doesn't complain and I just enjoy it or I just decide that it's going to be miserable, but I'm going to enjoy it later. And so that's kind of what happened this year where we took some photos outside and, you know, my son does not like to take pictures at all. So he's literally running everywhere away from the camera. And we, you know, we're chatting with the photographer after. And she's like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, listen, it's a disaster. Like taking these photos with everybody is a straight up disaster, but that's what I signed up for. And I know that the frustrations of trying to get everyone looking at the camera, sitting down, being still is worth the end result of having a family photo. So 
I tell you that story for a couple of reasons. One, because you may be confronted with some issue in your marriage where you and your husband are just not on the same page. And it may be much more serious than a family photo. Um, and I just want to offer that, like, stay in the work of it because you can find a way to figure it out. Doesn't mean that you both love it. Doesn't mean that you both got exactly what you want, but there is a way to just find your way through that. And then the other is just leaning in to challenges, right? Leaning into challenges when you know what the end result is that you want, right? So again, issues probably more serious than a Christmas card photo, but just knowing in the end that we're going to have a result that not only will we get to share with friends and family, but just something that our kids will even be able to look back on and laugh and have their own stories about our yearly family photo. And so whatever it is that you are confronted with in your own marriage, I want you to just take yourself to that end result where you are able to look back, where even your children are able to look back and appreciate you just pushing through, you enduring, you making up your mind that you're going to make the best of a situation that might not be exactly what you want it to be. So I hope that inspires you in whatever way you might need a little bit of inspiration. We are going to part two. So if you listened to the podcast last week, you may remember that I started Let It Go. So that was part one. I highly encourage you to go back and listen to part one if you did not. I kind of like hate when podcasts (laughs) say that when I'm listening to a podcast and they're like, go back to episode, like, it's like 27 episodes previously. This one, it's literally the one from last week. And the reason it's so important is because so many people struggle with letting go of issues in their marriage. And part of it is because they want to get to the letting it go without doing all the work required to actually let it go. And so when you go back to part one, you will really have the opportunity to understand what is underneath the particular issue or the situation that you haven't fully let go of. And so today I'm going to be teaching you and sharing with you strategies for actually letting it go. But until you understand what's going on with you in your own mind that's making it hard for you to let go of this in the first place, these techniques and these principles I'm going to be teaching you today won't really make sense at the level of depth that they need to in order for you to actually be able to let it go. So if you are one of those rebels who was like, I don't care, I'm not going back, I will give you the Cliff Notes version only because I really want you to get the most out of this. Or if you did listen to it, this will be a beautiful review and I like reviews. So 
In the last episode, I just posed three questions, really, and I went in depth with lots of examples of each, but when it comes to whatever situation you have not let go of or whatever set of circumstances you haven't let go of, you want to know what is it that you are getting out of holding on to it? What does it mean you don't have to do? What is it preventing you from seeing when you hold on to this issue? The second question was, how do you act? Like when you think about this thing being a problem for you and you bring the past into the present, like how does that impact the way you show up in your marriage? And then the third was, what are you actually sacrificing by holding on to it? Right? When you have your hands closed, no other experiences can get into your life or into the relationship between you and your husband. And so again, Go back, listen to part one, because it will just really frame beautifully and put into so much good context what we're going to be talking about today. So letting go, part two. I want to just reiterate that letting go doesn't actually mean that you forget, right? Like, I know there are some things that you wish you could literally just go into your brain and erase, But what I am talking about when I, you know, say the words letting go is it's something that you stop giving such a prominent role in your relationship. So again, it's not a forgive and forget type of scenario. It just means you diminish the impact that you get to control your relationship to that situation, circumstance, whatever it is that you haven't let go of yet. And one of the like overarching themes of doing this work of letting go is always keeping in mind, what do you want the most? Because It may seem like maybe you want an apology. Maybe you want your husband to make right this situation. But truly what you want the most is you want peace. You want harmony between you. You want ease. You want happiness. And so when you focus on that as the end result and not necessarily the small details in the middle, like his understanding your perspective and him being as remorseful as you think he should be and him doing whatever it is you've been waiting for him to do, which is the reason you haven't let go. When you can focus on really, why do you even want that? Why do you even want the apology? Why do you even want him to make this quote unquote right for you is because then you'll give yourself permission to feel the peace, the contentment, and the happiness that you actually want to feel. And I say, why not just get to that first? Like, why does he have to do anything different than what he's doing in order for you to feel the way that you want to feel, right? And so the decision to let something go is always going to come when you want peace more than the feeling you are currently experiencing, So it's when you want peace more than being right. It's when you want peace more than being justified. It's when you want peace more than continuing to be in this disempowered role. Again, you will know the answer to that by doing the work of last week's episode. So I really just want to give you three main things that I believe 
are the strategies and the perspectives that will really help you in truly letting something go. Again, we're diminishing its role in your relationship. Not forgetting, we're just diminishing. And so the first thing that I want to offer you is to expand your interpretation of the situation. So a lot of times what ends up happening is, you know, your husband may do something, he may say something or something may happen, and we create a story around it that's extremely painful. Usually the story is he doesn't care, he's not putting forth an effort, I'm not important, he doesn't really love me. Some variation of those. And one of the things that you have the opportunity to do is I want you to imagine that this issue between you and your husband or this thing you haven't let go of is a table. I want you to just imagine sitting at a round table and in the middle is this thing. And around the table are 10 chairs. You are sitting in chair position number one. And that position, that frame of mind, that perspective that you have sitting right there, looking at the thing in the middle of the table is part of what is contributing to the pain that you feel. Usually people personalize things way too much. They think their husband did something intentionally to hurt them. And that's not really the case. And so what I always like to do when I'm working with my clients is paint this image of, okay, well, you're in position number one right now. That's your vantage point. That's your view of the issue. Let's move to another seat. Let's move to seat number two. What else could it be? What other interpretation could you have of this situation? What are you seeing now when you shift your focus just a little bit that you didn't see when you were sitting over there? And so the thing that is so important to remember with this is that we are incredibly complicated creatures. And so your husband has a lot of things going on that's motivating his behavior. You've decided upon position number one, but there's nine other chairs at the table of this issue. And so when you are able to just be open to seeing it a different way, to expand your interpretation of it, then you open the door for much more understanding and perspective than you have right now, right? So Let's take into account his childhood experiences. Let's take into account how he might have been conditioned to be in relationships. Let's take into account that he might actually really love you and not want to hurt you. And maybe the fact that he has hurt you in whatever way is unbearable for him to even entertain, right? There's so many different interpretations, but what happens the most is that you create a narrative that is like assaulting yourself. There's a concept one of my mentors taught about self-assault. Like literally you are assaulting yourself with your own thoughts about a situation. Why? Right? Back to the question we asked in last week's episode. Why? And what would it look like for you to literally try on every single other seat at the table. 
because you'll probably find a perspective that is much less painful and then it'll be so much easier to let go. Okay, so that's number one. Expand your interpretation of this situation. The second framework perspective strategy um, I want to offer is really allowing the feelings that you feel or allowing the memories of this issue and not reacting out of it. Like just allowing it to be there and be present with it and not try to shove it away, not try to stuff it, not try to act out of resistance from it. So another analogy that I often use when I'm working with my clients is having a baby in the back seat and you're making a cross country trip, right? So I want you to imagine you have like a one-year-old in the back seat and that one-year-old is the issue. And you and your husband are just trying to get to forever, right? You're making this trek across the rest of your life together and you've got this baby in the back seat. Now, if you can imagine even just like a 12-hour trip, right? How is that baby going to be in that back seat? There will be times when the baby is sleeping peacefully. There's no issues, right? There will be times where the baby might be alert and babbling and trying to get your attention. There may be times when the baby is throwing an all-out tantrum and wants you to pick it up, wants to get out of the car, wants a lot of different things. And so the same is the case with issues in your marriage. Just think of them as the baby in the back seat. But you and your husband are the drivers. And so when that issue is coming up for you, you get to decide what you do. Hey, let's pull over and just take a look at this. What do I need, right, to calm down in this situation? And so when you are not resisting the feelings that come up, right? Because we haven't forgotten about it. But when you are not resisting the feelings or you're not resisting the memories, they get to just come through and pass through you, right? I want you to think about like when you're trying to like shove something in that stuffed suitcase that's just not closing, it's hard, Versus just creating a little bit more space to allow it to be there. That's how emotions are in your body and in your heart. And so I want you to just be willing to allow the feelings and not do anything, right? Because a lot of times what happens is you feel some type of way and then you have a conversation with your husband out of that emotion. You feel rejected, you feel triggered, you feel reminded in some way. Instead of sitting with that emotion and literally letting it pass through you, you want to do something about it by bringing up the conversation with him or some other thing. And so allowing the feelings 
is a process. It's not something we're ever taught to do. Most people can't even fully identify what they are feeling emotionally at a given point in time. And so this is actually something that as a coach, I have a myriad of tools that I share with my clients for how to process emotions. But the most important thing that I will offer to you now is that when you feel those emotions and you allow them to pass through you, then what's on the other side of that is being present in the moment now. What's happening now? And now that issue is not active. It happened in the past. It's not happening right now at this very second. Maybe some of you are arguing with me that it is, and that's a whole nother conversation. But for for the rest of you, right, like if it's something that really is complete and done and over with, then getting into the present moment getting into the now, right? Just getting even present to the fact that you're listening to this podcast, doing whatever else you're doing, like you're safe right now. Just allowing yourself to get there will make letting go so much easier, okay? So you wanna always live in the present. And then the third thing that I wanted to offer, and this is incredibly hard, to do without guidance, but I'm going to share it because some of you might just need this opening in your own heart and in your own mind. And then certainly, of course, I am here available um, to work with you through the rest. But the third thing I want to offer is you eliminate the expectation that it should have been different. This is so hard. I know. I know. And so I think last week I gave the example of some clients who, you know, might have suffered a loss, a pregnancy loss, and maybe their husband wasn't there the way that they needed him to be or that they desired for him to be. And the reason it's so hard to let go is because your brain has a chokehold on the thought he shouldn't have done it that way, or he should have done something different than what he did. And the longer you hold on to the expectation that something in the past should be different than the way it actually was, you will stay stuck. And so this is where trust and faith and just believing that Things are working for you and not against you, even if in a particular moment it's hard or horrible. Ultimately, in the end, it's working for your good. And so when you know that, you can look back on any experience in your life and come to the conclusion, if it happened, it must have needed to happen for some reason. And I say this with so much love. And if I could give you a hug, I would, because I know there are some things that may have happened in your marriage that you can't even imagine what was the purpose of it, what was the good that is supposed to come of it. But I want you to know there is something there. And 
when you argue with the past that you absolutely cannot change, you lose. And so I want you to start asking yourself better questions like, how was this experience? How was this situation necessary? What did it force you to learn about yourself? What did it force you to learn about your husband? What did it force you to learn about your marriage that you would not have learned otherwise? How did it change your view of things? And yet still, right, you choose to love. And I think this is, for many things, the point of it all is getting to this place of unconditional love because it's so easy to love when you don't have something to let go of, when you don't have something to forgive. That's easy. But it's when you can see someone in their imperfections, you can see them making mistakes, you can see them doing things that down the road ultimately hurt you, and yet you still love, that is just something on a whole other spiritual level. Now, doesn't mean, you know, if it's something egregious or a legitimate deal breaker that you need to stay in the marriage, right? I know some of you are trying to figure that out. But what it does mean is that you still can open yourself up to love. And the way that you do that is releasing the expectation that what happened should have been different. So that's what I have for you today. These are the broad stroke principles and perspectives that are going to help you actually let it go. Expanding your interpretation of it, allowing the feelings and the memories and not reacting out of it, being present in the moment and eliminating the expectation that it should have been different. What I want to offer you is that these things will sometimes be a daily choice. They may be an hourly choice, depending on what it is you are committed to letting go of. And I want you to know that is okay. I want you to know that is to be expected. It does not mean that you're doing it wrong. It does not mean that you'll never be able to let something go. You just have to have patience in the process. You've spent a lot of time and energy reliving and rehearsing and replaying whatever it is that happened. And so now we're unwinding that, right? I want you to just imagine we're unwinding all of that and how long it's going to take to do that, depending on how long you've been ruminating over things being wrong. Okay, so I am here to help you with this, right? You do not have to figure any of this out on your own. I am accepting one-on-one clients. I have, I get emails all the time. Like, do you work with people one-on-one? Yes. The answer is yes. Just like any other helping professional, I work with people one-on-one. Coaching is very different than therapy in many ways. 
And I would love to show you the power of coaching to help you let go of whatever it is that is keeping you stuck emotionally in your marriage and is creating distance when what you really want is connection and closeness with your husband. When what you want is to enjoy your marriage again, to feel like yourself. The way to do that is to lift the heavy weight and release the things that you have been holding onto that are painful, that are hurtful, and that cause you to really be in a shell in your marriage. I can help bring you out. I can help you move forward in the direction that you want to go. The way you can work with me, first step is signing up for a free call. It's a complimentary consultation, a one on one hour call where we will get on the phone or Zoom, depending on where you're located in the world. And you will have my undivided attention as you share with me what is happening, what you would like to see be different in your marriage. I will listen very carefully and I will share with you and outline the exact approach I would take to working with you. If that sounds like a fit for you and a fit for me, we will then talk about exactly how to officially work together. So you can go to my website. It is drshavon.com, D-R-C-H-A-V as in Victor, O-N-N-E.com. You will see a bar that says work with me. You will sign up. You will be scheduled into my calendar and I will meet you on the other side. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Here's to letting go. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.